filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to one of the most disturbing trends of this decade, the upsurge of anti-Semitism in the West. Our privilege to welcome veteran film director Hugh Kitson back to 2020 today. Hugh Kitson has been behind numerous documentaries about the Jewish Holocaust and the atrocities committed by Hitler and the Third Reich. He's concerned about the current trends. Hugh Kitson, a special welcome back to 2020. Well, it's it's wonderful to be um, back here in Australia and part of your program, Neil. Thank you very much. Hugh, give us your impression here. Rising anti-Semitism, we hear a little about it. Perhaps we don't understand it as deeply and maybe not as sensitive to it as certainly the Jewish community is. But what are your thoughts about rising anti-Semitism at this time? Well, um, about 20 years ago, I made a documentary film called Lest We Forget, uh, which was premiered in the British Parliament in 2003. And we looked at the Holocaust. We looked at the Nazi propaganda, which basically uh, declared that Jews were sub subhuman and really to be not only got rid of, but uh, uh, to be treated as vermin. And and we saw the outworking of that during the Holocaust. And what we have seen in the last 20 years, really since the Durban Conference of 2001, just over 20 years ago, is the establishment of the BDS movement, Boycott, Divestment, Sanctions, and this has really taken off in a major way. And um, here in Australia, for instance, the uh, Sydney Festival became uh, a victim of that. And some 30 or so artists pulled out because the uh, Israeli embassy in Canberra uh, gave a grant of $20,000 uh, to support it. And so you had... Uh, a huge controversy. So that that is uh, um, proof that anti-Semitism is alive and well. Um, now, that sort of thing at the time we made, lest we forget, in Australia was almost unheard of. Yes, there was anti-Semitism, uh, but nothing like on the scale that it is today. And the same goes for America, too. Anti-Semitism was there, but it was it was very rare indeed for something to come forth like that. And the, and the BDS movement over the last twenty years has really escalated uh, anti-Semitism right across the Western world. And actually, the unfortunate victims of this are not only the Jewish people, but the Palestinian people themselves. So alignment with the BDS movement, which has become so political 
uh, people who would even say, I'm not anti-Semitic, and they align themselves with the objectives of that BDS movement. They, in fact, are, in fact, moving in an anti-Semitic direction, aren't they? Well, most certainly they are. I mean, they're purported cover is that they want to see the Palestinians, uh, as we know them today, uh, achieve self-determination. But if you look behind the scenes, um, it's actually all about the delegitimization and the um, really uh, destruction of the Jewish state. That's really what it's all about. I mean, take the soda stream thing, which is a few years ago now, Israel uh, was operating a company in Ma'ali Adamin, which is uh, in uh, so-called occupied territory. Uh, it's actually a Jewish township on the eastern side of Jerusalem. And because of the pressure, they were forced to close their factory and move it to another part of Israel. Uh, all the Palestinians who were working in that factory uh, lost their jobs. And this is happening over and over again. So the Palestinians are suffering because of this campaign to delegitimize and hopefully, according to them, eventually get rid of the Jewish state. Uh, it is, it is anti-Semitic and it's also, um, uh, in contravention of the ARA definition of anti-Semitism, which the Australian government and the British government uh, have now adopted. We talk about a rise in anti-Semitism and there's lots of dimensions to talk about. Let me just run by some quickly with you here. The Black Lives Matter movement and uh, some race issues there. Even the recent controversy involving Whoopi Goldberg who suggested that the persecution of the Jews was not race-related. Something in that Black Lives Matter movement uh, tries to displace other race issues, Hugh. Uh, yes. I mean, I think one also has to look at the, the roots of it, which is basically neo-Marxism. But um, certainly the movement, and, and let me stress this, black lives do matter, but the movement uh, is, is all about um, trying to say whites are, uh, 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 they're trying to denigrate white supremacy and all that sort of thing. And very much uh, they are against the Jewish state, which they see as white supremacist, um, which is actually nonsense because more than half of the Jewish Israelis have, have, have come uh, from Arab countries. They had been living in uh, the Middle East prior to the establishment of the State of Israel. And something like 60% uh, of the Jewish population are uh, from Arab national or have come in from, or their ancestors have come in from uh, the surrounding Arab nations. So, uh, and, and, and sometimes you, you're in Israel and it's possible to, uh, to not be able to discern necessarily immediately whether you're talking to a Jewish uh, Israeli or an Arab Israeli because they look so similar. So, um, I think the accusation that uh, Israel is a white supremacist colonial uh, enterprise is total nonsense. 
Hugh, you're from the UK. You're in Australia, but you've been concerned with some of the developing issues back home. Uh, where the BBC has been reporting on the Middle East and uh, you're suggesting they're even stirring anti-Semitism in the way they're reporting issues. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I would say that the way they're reporting issues, which is certainly biased against Israel, and uh, really they're they're, um, uh, violating their charter in that they're not reporting in an unbiased way or truthfully. Um, I would say that the rise of anti-Semitism in the UK is a consequence of that rather than necessarily a deliberate tactic. I don't believe it is a deliberate tactic, but it is consequential. And uh, during and after the May conflict last year, where Hamas fired more than 4,000 rockets into Israel, you had... Uh, demonstrations in London. You had uh, Jewish communities in North London uh, being intimidated and shouted at. And uh, the BBC actually did report that uh, because it got so much publicity elsewhere. But they they certainly have an anti-Israel, anti-Zionist bias. And according to the IRA definition, uh, that is anti-Semitism. And by the way, lest we forget, which I was talking about a little bit earlier, we made at the height of the second uh, Palestinian Intifada, and one of the things we looked at was the media reporting and and how that was stirring anti-Semitism, which is bad enough then. It's much worse now. Hugh, there are some who might be thinking that there must be some hypersensitivity in the Jewish people. But given the history of the last hundred years, uh, it would be understandable that there's a hypersensitivity there because the Jewish people have suffered greatly. And uh, from the Christian community's point of view, even the Jewish community will point the finger and say a lot of what has happened is related to Christians. I think there's been a lot of healing in all of that. But what are your thoughts here are there some hypersensitivities? And where do Christians fit into that mix there, the way that Jewish people feel about this rising anti-Semitism? Well, I, I think there is a certain amount of justification for Jewish people being really quite wary of Christians. I mean, uh, church history towards the Jewish people is, is shocking. And it, it is absolutely true that Uh, While we in the Christian world have Martin Luther to thank for the Reformation, uh, in the latter part of his life, uh, some of the anti-Semitic writings were just appalling. And uh, Adolf Hitler used those writings to try and justify what he was doing. And, And Jewish people are well aware of that. And also the fact that during, uh, during the Holocaust itself, uh, the majority of Christians uh, who knew anything about what, were, what was going on at the time were silent. There were some who did speak out, um, but the majority was silent. But I'm, I'm really uh, glad that today there is, a, there is a certain amount of healing. And one of the big obstacles to that is replacement theology in the church, 
where you have Christian ministers and Christian leaders standing up and saying, well, um, uh, God has replaced the Jewish people as the chosen nation with the church. Um, and, and there's no theological ground, true biblical ground for that, I should say, uh, whatsoever. And, um, and so th th they've got good reason to be very sensitive. And uh, we, we need to be able to get alongside them so that, the, so that, the, that we can trust uh, we can earn their trust, which, for the most part, um, the church has lost. But there are healing relationships going on, and I'm really glad about that. And um, I've got very personally very good relationships with the Jewish people that I know in the community here in Australia and also in the United Kingdom. We certainly are thankful that there are so many good Christian organisations that have at the heart of their vision to really nurture along those good relationships with the Jewish people and, of course, uh, around that issue of the replacement theology, the emergence of the new state of Israel since uh, 1948 has certainly given clarity to the idea that God's chosen people are still God's chosen people. They are the Jewish people. Uh, let me just Absolutely. draw attention to, you mentioned that there was an older documentary that you made and uh, it's had a, a bit of revival of current times the lest we forget documentary uh, where, where can people yeah. access that hugh um well they can go to our website uh which is www.whoseland.tv forward slash lest we forget now lest we forget has got hyphens between the three words and also, we're showing it uh, at the Chabad Synagogue in Double Bay uh, on Sunday evening, the 13th of February. Well, listeners might like to take advantage of that. Those who are listening in Sydney, 13th of February in Double Bay in Sydney, the Chabad Synagogue. And to access that documentary uh, called... Lest we forget, you can visit the website whoseland.tv, whoseland.tv, and I know that you're trying to raise a few dollars for the next part of that documentary series that you're doing too, Hugh, and uh, all the best with that. Uh, Hugh Kitson, who's a veteran documentary maker. Hugh, thanks so much for giving us your insights today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil, and God bless all your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.